0: Next Matters Most, a podcast about the future of business, entrepreneurship, and technology. I'm your host, Nick Jordan, entrepreneur, investor, and community builder, coming to you from Durham, North Carolina. Enjoy the show. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? To turn your passion into a business that you love to run? In modern day America, it's easy to think of entrepreneurship as something that is untouchable, only accessible to those who have excellent education or an incredible mind. We think of Zuckerberg, Bezos, or any other world-changing innovator. The result? We don't try it ourselves. The reality is that with hard work and the right amount of dedication, you can turn your interests into a viable business. Today, on our very first episode of Next Matters Most, I'm talking about this and more with Jess Averhart, creator of the Reinvention Roadmap and founder of Jess & Co. All right. Hey, Jess.
1: Hey, morning. I got a train running in the background right now.
2: Oh cool. Well, I guess I'll hear that in like five minutes. You're here, yeah, I'll hear it. Actually, no, <like> one minute. <laughs> That's right
1: like now, right?
2: Yeah. yeah okay. We'll, we'll start the timer. Oh, yep. Yeah, you hear here it? it is. I yeah, feel like okay. I can hear
1: it on your end. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, cool. Okay.
2: All right. Sweet start. First podcast. Um, <laughs> train. I'll right on right on schedule. Apparently. Right on schedule. So, yeah, it's Nintendo. kicking us off. All right. So let's get going. I guess give me your 15-second or five-minute bio elevator pitch on, on what your your deal is, who you are, and what you're working
0: on.
1: Yeah. So uh, my name uh, for your audience is Jess Averhart, and I am the creator of a new concept called the Reinvention Roadmap. Um and the idea of Reinvention Roadmap Simply is it's really to help women in particular, but not exclusively, but mostly women, right, level up and think about their reinvention story and how to go from, you know, good to great. Okay. These are all million cliches I just threw out there, but that's true. I mean, so many women right now, particularly now um, in this sort of changing environment and time are trying to figure out, you know, am I doing the thing that I'm meant to do? And if I am, am I doing it at the best and in the best way possible for not just me, but my family and my community? Many people are thinking, oh, uh, I actually am not doing the thing I'm meant to do. And I need to like completely change my life. And in those cases, that's huge reinvention. And that takes a lot of work and thought. And so I'm working on this concept called the reinvention roadmap, which takes people through six very specific steps that helps them to get to that destination. Um, I also have a podcast and, and so it's been fun, but that's not where I started. I've probably like you, Nick, have been through micro reinventions my whole life. And um, I've worked on an Amish farm. Um, I've worked for the NBA and NFL in partnership with them. Um, I've worked for General Electric, (laughs) I've worked for a startup, I've had a startup, like I've been all over the map. And each step of the way, it's taken certain people to show up for me and help me figure things out and be supportive. And it's taken some courage on my end to say, is this a explicit podcast? Or not? Shit, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so sort of be like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to step into what I know to be true. I'm probably going to take some hits along the way. And I have. Um... But I just feel like this is the right thing to do. And every time I've done that, I've landed in this really cool new place and I'm enjoying my life. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on. And now I want to work with women to help them do the same thing. Because I just hear too many of us talking about what what it is we hope to do and not what we're doing.
2: So that's where I'm at. That's huge. That's awesome. Well, congrats. Um, Thanks. And yeah, like I was saying before we started this, I wanted to start capturing you know, authentic conversations with people in my network, starting there and then going beyond that, just to lend to like an experience share for other people, entrepreneurs, whatever, Um, maybe, you know, political figures, leaders one day look and see all this great work that these small businesses are doing. And this has a global impact and saves, you know, ends world hunger shit like that you know we can all dream but this is yeah. before sort of <laughs> this is like goals, may. My friend. yeah right right so this is may 2020 <laughs> so it's before kind of this pandemic situation and the podcast is next matters most uh the future mm-hmm. of uh, business technology and entrepreneurship and so you know we've always had a bent on like hey what's next and technology can save the world but it's like not just huh. technology it's thinking and processing and and other tools in our tool belt, like you're mentioning, like, you know, support networks and, and coaching and mental health mm-hmm. and self awareness, there's all kinds of shit that goes into that, that portfolio of improving and, and getting to that next next level, which, you know, to use your words, um, but it's weird, because like, that was just always this like abstract thing of how are we thinking about what's next now we're in this scenario where we're sort of like shut down or locked in, locked down. Um, And so it's forcing us all to actually think about like the tactical steps on what's next. And that was sort of eye-opening for me too, where it's like, yeah, yeah. Next is like this, this and dot, 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 you know, flying cars and like Elon Musk rules the world. But now I'm like, well, next is like have a budget, you know, and like (laughs) get in shape. You know, because yeah. like when we kind of get back to work and go back to our old habits, we got to like be ready, you know, and be more resilient than ever. And how do we build more resilience? How do we build more like family communications? How do we build more, more goals? So it sounds like what you're working on is timely because it is about right now and things you can do right now that help set you up kind of for, for the future um, and, and being your best self or your best, you know, whatever person, partner, entrepreneur, yeah. you know, whatever. all of that. Yeah. That's awesome. All what, uh, what sort of inspired them? You kind of went into that, but
1: yeah, no, I think that's good. Well, and kind of going back to what you just said about what we're all sort of experiencing collectively as a world as the planet earth right now, the cracks in our routine. So, and so like the world's experiencing this, this disruption. Okay. We use that word. And then it, it becomes super hyper focused on well, how does that impact me on my day to day? And I mean, like, from the moment you wake up to the moment you go back to sleep, these sort of like zombie moments that we've had in our, in our day, the, the pre-pandemic, where we didn't really pay attention to our routines, we didn't pay attention to the people in our lives in the same way. Now you're like forced to pay attention in your case to your, all your kids, right? You're forced into looking at your marriage, you're forced at looking at your company and the people that work for you in a new way because it's everything is so acute. And I've I've said, and this is very true for me from the beginning until right now as I'm talking on this podcast, that cracks, the little cracks that were happening, the fissures that happened in my life or or in my routine prior became wider. Like I really saw them now. And I've had to adjust. And I mean, I know our listeners when well, they can see it, but like I have a whole new schedule that I highlight and like, I've really been taking the time to think about how I move and like, is the time that I'm using valuable? And it doesn't have to be like, I'm so productive. It could just be like, if I'm talking to my kid, am I present? Because why wouldn't I be present? I can be present right now. So like, the, the the little bad habits that I accumulated along the way I'm just tr- I'm not I'm just trying to make some some slight adjustments like a chiropractor just get realigned so that to your point when we get out of this thing you know we're rolling again in a new way in our best like the most efficient fluid way I had a friend who said you know if you this is interesting Shelly Bell who's the founder of Black Girl Ventures she said um, you know water you can Water, if you have two hoses that are broken in the middle and you push water through one end, you're going to get water out of the other end if the water pressure is high enough, right? Like that water is still going to flow. You're going to lose some because there's a gap in between, but you can still get water through if you push hard enough. But wouldn't it just be so much easier if you just had just one hose (laughs) that didn't have the fracture and didn't have the break? Like, how much easier it would be to go through our life if we just mend the fractures. And so that's what I've been thinking a lot about. And, you know, to your point of what got me here, I, um, I've been, I was married for 12 years and went through a divorce in my thirties. And after that, I took a leadership course with, a with one of my mentors, Colonel Joe LaBeouf, who um, taught leadership development at West Point and also at Duke Puqua School of Business. And he started talking about this idea of crucible moments which in 2016 is when I took that class. And since then, I've just been thinking a lot about it. I've been thinking about what those crucible moments, those like moments in your life where you become a new person because something terrible potentially has been forced on you. And in my case, it was like the divorce was such a hard thing to go through that when I came out of that, I was a different person. In fact, if you took pictures of me now and then looked 10 years ago, you wouldn't believe I dressed differently. I... I look different. I move different, you know, and that was a huge moment for me where I changed and grew for the better. Um, and so did he, you know, we're good friends. So I can talk about him openly. Uh, <laughs> but I just thought if I, if I, if it was like a challenge for me and I had to sit and think about the lies that I was telling myself along the way, like the shit you say, like, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, Um, I'll never be, you know, no one could love me again, whatever the stuff you're telling yourself, those lies. And then the lessons, if I hadn't thought about the lies and the lessons, and I'd be the same version of myself I was 10 years ago and wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. That's for sure. So, and I think when entrepreneurs need to do the same thing, I mean, we all do as individuals and then we need to think about it in terms of our business, you know, audit, get in there and audit. This is the best time to do it. It's like we've been handed a gift to sit and really take stock of what we, what we built and did we build it the right way? And are there a few adjustments we can make?
2: Yep. No, that's crazy. I think I knew you maybe 10 years ago, maybe it was nine years ago. Um, but I still liked you back then, so yeah, don't be you too hard on yourself. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. was it that long ago? I think I was just coming out. I think you saw the new me, the fresh new me. I'd just come okay. out. And you were like, hey, girl, hey. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was it.
2: That <laughs> yeah. Was it. <laughs> I knew you were like already on the rise. <laughs>
1: like two well, years so- before you should have met me, and you'd be like, Who okay, the hell is this? yeah,
2: a mess, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you have been, I guess, you know, for people that don't know, and this is where you are talking about people that might may or may not, you know, listen or consume this content, but I hope they do, because what you're saying is super valuable, but for people who don't know, you're, you know, an influencer and a leader um, in uh, both our community of Durham, North Carolina, the Triangle, the state as a whole, and and, and beyond, really, for different aspects of, you know, leadership and community connection economic development, Um, and more, I don't know, I've probably, there's probably a laundry list that I should like you know, research oh. and, and post somewhere. But I mean, I, if I like accidentally like have a Durham magazine here, you're like on the cover or something, you know, like, yeah. Oh damn, that's just like, I need to say hi. So I can like kind of hang on to your coattails as you hey, keep. Hey friend. Rocket shipping <laughs> up into the right. Like, like what, but, um, that's cool. So, you know, I've, that's, I've had like a similar, I don't, I want to ask you about like how have, what then turned this into like a, a business, uh, mm because I've seen, and I've, I can like sympathize or empathize with what you went through, not from a experience on on a negative side, but sort of like getting a class or getting a coach or getting a mentor. And all of a sudden your eyes are open to like self-improvement. Like when you're in your twenties, you're like, F that, like, I've just, I know everything and no one can tell me anything. And like, literally I would have, I would join like, you know, venture mentoring services and like, you know, sign up like, Oh, should you get an advisory board? I talked to people and like the stuff they would ask me, I was like, You just literally know nothing about my business. Like I would listen and I like I made good contacts and I was respectful and stuff. But like I just in my heart was like, you don't know shit. I just you can't tell me anything because it's just not you just don't know. It's not your fault. It's just like I'm doing this every single day. And I like for some reason I never captured like maybe the good stuff, like the essence of what they were saying, or Mm. I couldn't translate it and make it work for me. And then at some point that just switched and it was around the same. Not like the exact same time per se, but like damn near, you know, like mm-hmm. 2015, 2016, like, you know, one good coaching session or speech or workshop where you're like, click, like, oh, wait. Yeah. Instead of just like, I got out of like school mode, like school mode, you just show up and you beat the test. You know, it's like, oh, I'm getting so much out of this class. Like, no, I'm not. Dink, think, dink, B+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't have to work too hard to get an A, um, but, you know, you still want to be on, like, the honor roll or dean's list or whatever. Right. So, wait a That's my strategy. Don't tell my, my mom. Um, no, I get
1: it. I, I but, lived you know, by that for many years. Yeah, so, like, I, I would that. do these company <laughs> workshops,
2: and we would put them on for our staff, and I'd be like, yep. da-da-da-da-da. Like, I know I have emails to respond to, but I don't know. I don't even – I can't remember the moment, but it was something where I was like, wow, taking stock of my strengths, my weaknesses – Understanding how I can communicate with others better, and how I can realize where I'm like falling off a cliff um, from a personal perspective—whether it's leadership or communication, or or just like I don't know, blind spots or understanding blind spots—it just sort of changed me for the better. I'm still, you know, have plenty of flaws and like fuck tons of stuff up on a regular basis, but it it's helped. It's helped it on even in my personal life where. It, at first, it was overkill because, you know, I'd be like, okay, babe, you know, let's have a crucial conversation about this. and We're going to do this and this. And <laughs> it got to like it. this. I don't even know if my wife remembers this exact moment, but I remember it very clearly where she's like, don't business book me, motherfucker. And I was like,
1: hey, it's a tool I learned. It's a tool Back I learned to work. It's a tool I was tra- I'm trying to implement. Yeah. Try to you
2: know, it right. and it was, it was kind of like telling somebody, but I was sort of, that was judgmental, right? I was like assuming she should know this thing or whatever, and we're mm-hmm. like telling somebody you should save more money. You know, like I, I needed to kind of figure out how to just use my tools effectively, and then, you know, maybe she would kind of come around. And she would, I mean, obviously we're like, it's, I'm the antagonist at home, so it's not like
1: you know, oh, no, I can't I'm the one that. trying to,
2: yeah, seriously. So, <laughs> um, but it, that really worked out and it's worked out with the team and yeah, it's still easy to just get mad and, you know, be like, what, why aren't we hitting our numbers? But then, you know, being able to like understand what, what's happening in that moment and, and say, okay, cool. Did we set the right accountabilities for each other? And where was there a failure in my kind of direction or leadership or in our accountability system? Is there a crack in that? So I don't know. There, what you're saying totally, you know, rings true to me because it's something happens and all of a sudden you're like wow I can consume growth and I can consume leadership yep. and I can get better from that I can listen to a podcast or read a book or it's not like a waste of time to like be like oh you know designing your life or you know reading some of these things that used to be throwaways and now they're like important um, and then I don't do this as a business but I do see it in people constantly where I'm like oh you someone could use help you know and that help might mean you know, practicing, you know, non-judgmental communication, like, oh, you can't, don't tell everyone what to do, you might get a better response if you move into a coaching mode, or, you know, experience sharing mode, Um, don't be a hero, you know, be a coach, Um, or, like, you know, join a peer group, you know, that was a big, I was on a big, like, like, I don't know, tangent for a year, like, a year and a half ago, where we would have these groups in, and host them in our space, and, like, they were getting so much out of like what I thought was like relatively 101 knowledge. I'm like, holy shit, you don't like know how to like set up a retirement account. Yeah. So how are you thinking about your finances mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur? And it's like, who are you talking to? And so and then I was like, all right, we've got to find more people, peer groups, etc. because these are the things that build. I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to pick your brain on what's your big mission statement of what you, you know, you've got your why, like why you're doing this. Like this big mission statement of like you know you're helping building more resilient women in the workforce people in the workforce, more resilient entrepreneurs because if you can level yourself up you know acknowledge your weak spots, improve or I don't know there's something percolating in my head there where you know helping someone with their retirement account isn't gonna like cure cancer but if we have too many people sort of running out of gas because they, they they don't have the the support network on some of these lower level things, we're not gonna get the those people might sputter out before they become breakthrough business leaders, people, great Community members, entrepreneurs, et cetera. Is that, I mean, I guess, how did, you know, how do you apply that learning into kind of business? And did you have like a moment where you're like, wow, this, I could, I'm helping people constantly and I should flip this into a a company.
1: Yeah. um, Well, first of all, it sounds like you grew up. I mean, it sounds like an asshole thing to say, but It sounds like there's a moment and I I remember that moment for me too. Like for me, it was always like, you know, I was a spouse. I was like, you know, I was sort of the tag along with high ambitions, but sort of trailing spouse in many ways. And so, and then at some point you're just like, you know what? That's not, that's not how I'm built. Like that is not how I'm wired and why I pretend that I live this sort of like, you know, housewife life is, is not who I am. So at some point, you just have to decide, like, who are you and like step into that and or don't and just live a lie and feel some kind of way about it the rest of your life. That's an option. And people do it all the time. I just couldn't do it because I, I literally am not wired that way. I just couldn't. And so it sounds like for you, which I love, I was smiling over here. you were just like, I just one day decided. And in my head, I was like, to grow up, <laughs> because that's oh, what you man. have to do. You okay. stop being the student, right? I mean, you, you're always a student, but you stop sort of taking things in. But then you there's a point where you begin to take it, translate it, and convey it in your words, because you're a unique person, Nick. I mean, those who, of us who know you, and those who are listening who are going to get to know you, you think about things differently. You're, you are an interesting communicator. You're able to like, Weave stories and tell things in in a very layman's term, and you're brilliant at the same time because you're growing a successful company. And so I find that all fascinating. But at some point, you're able to sort of take everything that you've been listening to, and then say, "I can give it to others to benefit them and me," and that's a good thing. And that's like the moment where it shifts, and we grow up, and we 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 become contributors instead of takers. Um, like for me, for business, right? I mean. Everything that I'm saying can feel soft and squishy around this idea of reinvention, but I started to learn um really my whole life but de- but definitely in the last five years along the way that the whole person there's real value in focusing on the whole person. People oftentimes are like, "I don't really get like how you build relationships, and people will say you know, my strengths is communication. I'm a, I'm a pretty good writer. I'm I'm a good communicator and I'm a great networker. Okay. And, and what does that mean? I mean, I don't know how to code, right? I, I can't balance. I mean, I can do a balance sheet. I can do all the business stuff, but I mean, but you know, like I'm an accountant, I don't have letters behind my name. So like people kind of discount those softer skills, but the softer skills for me have propelled me through my entire career because not only do I marry the strengths of being a great communicator, relationship builder, a networker and writer. Um, I'm also really hard worker. I work all the time. And so when you take those two things and if you have an idea, well, like nothing can stop you. And so when I thought about this business idea, I was like, you know, the whole person gets neglected. We focus too much on outcomes and what people are delivering um, to the marketplace right? And focusing on our brand on Instagram, when people are hurting, they don't know how to do their retirement. They don't. And and it's not about the retirement. It's the fact that they won't tell anybody. That whole person part is the piece I'm talking about is the one where they're, they're too scared to talk about it because they'll make them look something to other people. And so they go years without saving or without doing smart investment because they don't want to tell anybody they have chink in the armor. And that is sad to me. Um, and I love that you said this thing about the peer group because peer group means that hopefully, if it's done well, that it can, that it will foster vulnerability in in all of Brené's Brown's books, right? <laughs> but that but that truly, people can sit and tell one another something that is that's holding them back, and then and and save them months and months and months of anguish. And that's a good thing. We should be doing more of that for each other, particularly if you're like you're good at a lot of things. Sharing that knowledge and helping somebody through is important. We need to do more of that. And so the business side of this, you know' it's a whole, it's a whole thing, right? I have, a, I have two books coming out. I have a, a podcast that's launching in a week. Um, I have a course, right? I have, you know, my website, all the things that sort of complete this package around reinvention um, but that's because people consume things in different ways. And my business brain knows that. And so I'm trying to pull from all these different pieces, follow folks who've done it really, really well, and then take my unique personality and what I bring to the table and put my own spin on it. Because there are people out there who, res- who, who I will resonate with, and I want to help them. That whole person thing is my passion, truly. It's a, it's, I could never go back now. Because it will feel, I will feel unfulfilled. And I think at this point in my life, I'm over 40. Fulfillment is important. And, and that's all I'm kind of, I'm aiming for.
2: 29 yeah, for the audience. So.
1: Yeah, I'm 29, 29 for the audience. The audience. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. I look like I'm 29.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, for, you know, yeah. I mean, your Instagram page is, is super tight. So.
1: Thanks. I think. Come done follow me, Jess Aberhart At Jess Averhart. That's right, That's right. <laughs> And Um, website, jessaverhart.com. about all those plugs? It's a business podcast, right?
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, damn. So that's a lot. How
2: how long did it take you to produce all that 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 body of work? Um, Multiple books, a course delivered electronically. Obviously, you're going to have some sort of coaching in person or or, or virtual.
1: Yeah. yeah. All of that, uh, six months probably. I mean, started working on it, um, really working on content and workshopping. Turned my house into a workshop. Uh, in December of 2019 so um, it took where are we at almost June so six months now though I've been thinking about content and working on the system and the process for a couple of years but actually translating it so that it fit my personality I started writing um, at the end of 2019 the books I started writing my first book which is actually a dating book Um, it has a lot to do with it has a lot to do with personalities, right. And, and men, we, we put them in categories, but that's neither here nor there, but dating book does sort of fit because it is all around, you know, finding your right person. Um, But that one's done. We're, We're done with our first draft and we're in like phase two editing. So that'll come out. And then I'm in the middle of my second book, um, that, which is much more around leadership development and my own personal story uh, that is, is kind of unique in, in that I'm biracial and raised in a small town in Ohio with all white folks and then didn't have my dad and found my dad and divorce and just sort of like the journey that we all are on. Mine is, is uniquely different from everyone else's, but I sort of talk about the lessons that I learned along the way um, that hopefully will be helpful to, to, to folks um, when they read it. So well, content I mean, is, content is king, right? Go ahead. Right.
2: Nick. No, I was going to say, like, and I will come back to this, but like, what made you realize that your story, what I'm hearing is your story makes you uniquely you and, and understanding these pieces of your story, uh, help you find your own strengths, weaknesses, tendencies, and other yeah. people, helping other people understand theirs and why they're wired a certain way is important to their sort of like foundation laying. How'd you figure that out?
1: Uh, Oh, I had people tell me. I mean, I definitely don't live in a vacuum, but my story is weird, and it's it it's almost defies belief in many ways. And so, when I, as I was, so lived experience will 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 chart your course. And as I was sort of living some of this out, people were like, "I don't even believe that's true." That you know, I mean, there's so many elements to it, but like so people are just like, you have to write a book about that. And then something else would happen. And they're like, seriously, Jess, you've got to get that out. And so, you know, people will guide you that sort of guide stars along the way. And so in my case, it was somebody said, You really should write this book. And then they said it again and again, many, many people in different industries, men and women at different age levels. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something to that. And so I I just listened. That's pretty much it. I just listened and and we are. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's that's insane. And I mean, what, you know, I guess how would you package that up for like a potential person that you might be helping in terms of mm. how you know knowing your own story, just like I, I've done I did like a I had a group or a coach that we focus on this and we presented sort of our stories, ups and downs and like highs and lows. Well, let me just say what I'm saying and, and this I think is very relevant relevant, which is we went back into kind of childhood and like presented highs and presented lows memorable moments memorable figures and so you know I'm well now I'm 39 at the time I think I was 38 so that was many years ago am just kidding but um <laughs> you know it's like I'm like okay like my memories are like well I my parents got divorced when I was in first or second grade and so I ended up was like wasn't a big deal. I was too young to really realize. And there, you know, we're I was bike bike ride distance away. So it kind of felt normal. But like I changed schools a lot of you know this winter, I move here. And then I was like from this program to like the other program and like things were shuffling around so I was at like four schools in fifth grade. So like okay, well was I just more independent. I didn't have like a strong set of friends. It's like, oh, okay. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't necessarily like my parents got divorced. I was emotionally devastated. It was almost like as a byproduct of that, I went from this school district to this school district. And that school district happened to like redistrict a few times. And so by the time I was in fifth grade, I was in, you know, whatever. Another one was like, I remember like one coach, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't, I mean, all the other little details are sort of like, they get fuzzy, but each thing sort of makes you sort of who you are. And yeah. so like, well, it's, I was in team sports. So like, I like being a part of a team. Um, but our teams also were, you know, competitive and it's about winning. So it's like, well, competitive drive and winning. And I probably have that like worksheet somewhere, but I mean, it was more like we had to really think about it for like a month and put this thing together and make a presentation for each other. So it was like a strong tool to get people saying like, I felt, I mean, I don't, I do know this isn't like a whole like imposter syndrome. It's not I don't know what I mean, but like, I kind of felt like, Oh, I'm just like a regular guy, you know, plenty of right opportunities. And, you know, I'm not, there's no like victim here. And it wasn't about that. I kind of was like, well, no, there's just things that shape you and whether they're hard or they're just, they are what they are. It was like, okay, now I can really understand my own story. And that's just, I mean, like if I had enough time, that would have been like part of our, you know, that would be a part of like our ethos or DNA as a business that I would be a part of either my current company or another company, because it should, it, it could inform many things of how I might, have strengths and leadership in this way, but weaknesses in other ways. So that was just a powerful exercise. So I'm hearing you kind of went through that yourself. And it sounds like that's something that you would strongly, you know, focus on with some of your you know, clients as you start and grow this business.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, for your podcast, for the listeners on this podcast who are probably in business, potentially, you know, founders or entrepreneurs, the, this, is, this is so important and don't miss this the most effective leaders know their story. The most effective leaders not just know it, but can tell their story. It makes you more empathetic. It makes you more relatable. It makes you more grounded. If you're living out of self-help books and you're reading, you know, one a week and you're posting about all this stuff you're reading, that's fantastic because that complements who you are. But who are you, right? It's complimenting who, what is it complimenting? And if you don't know who you, core, who you are to the core, those self-help books kind of fall flat. It's like arrows that bounce off of you because they're not hitting the stuff because you're not in touch with it. And, and to your point, Nick, it seems so obvious, but like you had to go through an exercise to pull that out of you because people don't pull this out of themselves because they discount it. They think everybody's got a thing and I, don't, I didn't grow up in the hood or, you know, and my, you know like my son, he's always like, he, he's a middle-class black kid and he's living the dream. And so for him, he watches ESPN sometimes and is like, I don't have those motivators, right? Certain motivators that we'll see or levers that we pull. And I'm like, yo, you've got motivators. Trust me, your story is uniquely yours. And you will find the energy around your, your own story. And he has since then, I mean, he's 17 and he's still, he is finding like triggers for him where it's like, yes, this is, this is, I'm setting my course and I'm setting it because of these reasons or whatever, whatever his dreams are. Right. Um, But, but don't miss this for our CEOs or our founders or those who are potentially wanting to start a business. You are the most effective As a human and as a leader, if you're planning on leading people, you better know your story. It's key. It's key.
2: Oh, sweet goosebumps. Um, That was, that was great. That was a great moment. So, you know, it sounds like, and you know, and I got this from a coach. So I worked with a guy, Tim Oakley, who recruited a group. um, And that's, he was going hard on story and just like, man, let's get like, Let's get it out there and and understand it and and find where you know there are vulnerabilities and and things and and there's a yeah. few other you know entrepreneurs and your values core it. values yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
2: so there's you know but I want to make sure that it sounds like you're just I'm I'm so excited for for your business too because you know, I've always had, there's always been sort of like a, an access issue. Like some of these groups are like, you know, over X amount of funds raised or X amount of revenue Mm. and their gates. And also some of the groups are all dudes and like all white dudes even, and or just whatever, or even older white dudes at that, you know, and it's like, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, that's cool. I mean, like if you're there and you're present and you're vulnerable and, and all that, some of the groups that are all, all white dudes I get the most out of because they've got so much knowledge. And one guy who I hope to have on here is a you know, psychologist. And every time we show up, he just drops some like bomb of knowledge. You're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So like, I, I appreciate that. But it's still like, how does everybody get access to these things that are so valuable and they're so easy and it's so fucking free too. So like just talk yeah. and think and think about yourself and write it down. You know, like that doesn't have to be so, yeah, I mean, in the one of many sort of sidebar project ideas, and if I can contribute to what you're working on in any ways, let me know. But one of my sidebar ideas was like somehow creating like a a template, you know, just worksheets that people could do on their own for even, I might have even posted about this actually. So I might have some content on the internet (laughs) about, because it was about this. It was like, I I like, anyways, I love when we talk because we're always so on the same page and so many things. Like I was all in on whole self and fulfillment. And, like, that was meaning, you know, it it just, like, that was all we're really after. It's, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to find the book, but I read this book called Flourish. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read it, I'm going to find the author while we're chatting, but, so I can cite it. But it was, that's all it was about. It was, like, meaning we have, you know, we want we want praise and reward from others. We want positive relationships. We want community. We want, you know, personal achievement. Like we, you know, it's like this, but it's not just one thing. If you just focus on your goals and you sacrifice community and personal relationships, you're not flourishing. You know, you're not going to be overall Happy And they we also they also talks about getting rid of the word happy. Like, we're just happy. Like, what, does eating a steak make you happy? Yes. Okay, well, eating a right. 100 steaks, does that make you happy? Like, no, it kills you. No. Right? You no, know, <laughs> yeah. like, I, this. oh, I love that, you know, I got success. I got praise by my peers. Does that make you happy? Yes. So are you only going to chase that and only that at the expense of everything else? Uh, and the answer right. is no, because that's not where you're going to get ultimate fulfillment. So I love that we're just always kind of reading from the same playbook. But I thought I was like, how do we... I will link this too. I feel like I did. Martin.
1: It's Martin Seligman. It's on yeah, my, um Yeah. It's on my um, list. So that's yeah, I, think I
2: think he was head for a while. He was head of the American psychology association. So he's really high up and very well regarded influential sort of, I think even um, a little bit um, this was a little bit like kind of on the fringe of what the mainstream believed in at the time he published this. So um, yeah. Kind of like it was. It was saying like the old like people have a sole desire to be happy or sole desire to extend the human race, race is too like monoclastic or whatever. Like this it's too singular and that's not actually yeah. how humans are. So I thought that was really cool. It's that's a very It's true. Dull read. It's very academic, but man, it was worth it. It was like super worth it. In fact, I did it on an audiobook, so it was like nine hours. But like each time, <laughs> I was like writing down notes. I was it like was flourish, good. flourish, yeah. flourish. So yeah. good. Um, but that's important to setting everyone, setting yourself up for success. So I will find the link by, because I did think I either wrote this or or pitched it to maybe WRL, but it was like the power of peer groups and how to even, it was like posting online resources for just simple, like do this, do it, like find a group, talk to each other, organize, show up and then commit to like being accountable because finding this knowledge and unlocking this isn't a special magic trove of like, that only a select few can get to, you know, it's not indiana jones and the last crusade or whatever um but uh so i just and it takes
1: discipline i've been been. watching that we are on the same wavelength because it's on netflix right now (laughs) like all the whole the whole whole series is out yeah yeah and one in one and three are the best in my opinion yeah
2: symbol of doom just gets weird
1: it's just like yeah it's super weird yeah
2: yeah and it doesn't kind of resolves itself but it's sort of like all right you just gave the rock back to that village and then you're out
1: yeah i'm with you yeah you just fell off the side of that ladder
2: like okay that's how (laughs) how it's uh, it's done um so okay that's great this is like you know um turned into something really special i think and important because as we think about next matters most and like hey how do we think about the future it's really like at the same time and especially right now how do we think about ourselves and, and strengthening our whole self so that we're ready to take on the future and and tackle those challenges that are to come both because of situational shit like the pandemic, but also challenges that are to come as you try to better yourself and try to improve your life relationships, company, your whole self.
1: Yeah. Um, Think of it as foundational work. That's, that's what I say. I mean, people want to jump to the end result. They want to talk about tactics. They want to talk about the top five things to, you know, whatever, improve your brand or the top two, whatever the top lists are. But like the foundational work is the hardest work. It requires the most discipline and the most, and it's, it can be scary because it's very personal. But if you can get that right, if you can build a really good foundation, then you can do whatever you want to do. You can go and take all those lists and, and rock them out because it's set on something that's not going to be shaken. Yep. So this is important work and people yeah. really do need to take the time to do it.
2: And this is, um, this is like, I think that's sort of the the future trajectory and how we talk about next matters most and being an effective leader. Um, and this isn't necessarily aimed at being like how to start your business one-on-one, but I guess, you know, like you've always been community focused too, like building your yeah. community, building relationships. I remember it was like two years ago we were talking, it was like, all right, what can we do here at Durham? And you're like, why am I move to Atlanta? I was like, no, damn it. wait, Like we need you. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Is that still happening? I'm just kidding. I, no, 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 it's
1: no. funny. Everybody is asking still. News asking. Release. Are you leaving? Yeah. Are you leaving? Yeah, yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but
2: you, I'm kind of like, maybe like from a, stepping back abstract point of view, you have this desire to build stuff, build communities, inspire people and help people. And you've kind of made when you, your passion into a business, are there sort of thoughts or tips? This isn't like a tip and and listicle kind of deal, but like are there thoughts or tips you want to share for people who are like, I've got a passion. What are steps I can take to evaluate if that's even a viable business idea?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a a whole thing on passion and purpose. So (laughs) when we use the word passion, I get a little like bristly because, you know, I'm passionate about traveling and I'm not making a business out of travel because it's just not, it's not viable for me right now. Or somebody might be passionate about rock collecting and I'm not sure that you can like, you know, kill the game in that, I don't know. But like, but purpose. Yeah. I think there's some work around purpose and, and I, So I had a good mentor who said this to me once, and it was really on point. He was like, you know, you have to ask some good questions. And and because we're on a podcast, we can't go into all the questions. But there are some questions that you should ask yourself when you're thinking about starting a business. The first one is, are you comfortable being uncommon? (laughs) And if you're not comfortable being uncommon you probably aren't ready to start a business because it takes so much. You know this, Nick, I, I actually shouldn't be talking about this because you should talk about this As you, I've seen you do this. You know, you get, you have to give up a lot. Um, people don't often understand you. You feel alone. Um, you're taking on a lot of risk. People don't understand that risk. They think that it's crazy. Right. And, and they want to reassign your gifts and talents to something safe. Well, why don't you just work for blah, blah, blah. You're so gifted and talented. And you're like, I But I want to start a company. And this is, this is where I want to go. So if you're not, the first question is, if you're not willing to be uncommon or aren't comfortable with that space, I would say, hold, your, hold on. <laughs> so it's not the time for you. Um, others may disagree with me, but I just, I haven't seen it work. I mean, people will back off quickly as soon as the criticism comes. Um, it gets hard and you have to press forward. So that's the first thing. The second is I would ask the people around me that know you best. So the people in my world that know me best, if I'm working on something or have an idea and I trust them and they're not just like feeding my ego, they are able to um, cut through the noise and say, help me with timing, help me with my thought process and give me the gift of their expertise to help me think about how to maybe execute that and whether or not it's viable. Um, Practically, you know this Lean Canvas model. What's out of the marketplace? What's really going on? How would you price it? Do you have competition? Is it real? You know, is it, could it, could it make it or is this the fifth version of the same thing? Um, Or is it a new audience or, you know, how does it play? The lean canvas model is a free one page tool online and it's a quick, quick and easy like assessment maybe of what you're thinking about doing. Um, So those are some very high level thoughts, I think, but Doing that foundational work, getting a really good group of people, peers, and otherwise around you to sort of throw these ideas off, and then practically putting it on paper and seeing, you know, who are you up against? And then do you have the metal to step out into this? Because it's not easy.
2: That is funny how it is kind of that simple. Like, I guess it's been years since I thought about that first one where it's like you have to be uncommon, but then it makes me think of a lot of people peers friends even where it's like oh let's do this one thing it's like yeah well you know man i gotta work today and like and then maybe like after work well i gotta go you know do this thing and then like with my friends i gotta go do this thing and you're like okay so maybe like this weekend like yeah oh we've got this like bachelor party <laughs> like you're go, okay like so never mind we're out we're out about doing this deal yeah um and it's being kind of an uncommon and i guess for just yeah across the board in terms of you know every person out there that's a that's a huge one like it's going to be uncomfortable um and then that second one yeah are you familiar with jahari's window obviously yeah. that's very yeah much Leadership good, yeah. not good, known, unknown. So getting feedback yeah. from people and that's like, what's what they know that you're good at or know you're not, not yeah. good at or some weaknesses, but then there's the other that they, they, is unknown and trying to solve for that. I mean, do, are your clients like specifically thinking about leadership or specifically thinking about corporate career development or are they some, I mean, are, are you like helping people be better,
1: you know, Humans
2: humans parents partners whatever
1: like yeah it's usually comes in as a career coaching moment and it ends up with a life coaching uh uh, relationship right so i i just and men and women both are calling me right now which is always so interesting because i'm super clear about really wanting to work with women and transformational leadership with women but i've had two men call me in the last week who are like but but it all applies right i'm like it definitely all applies and it's usually around a career shift, it's transition. Um, and then within 10 to 15 minutes, you recognize that well, it goes back to the whole person. It's just all kinds of stuff going on. And it's creating confusion in their life. And that confusion and they really, my work is to help sort out the confusion and help lay it out in a way that, that everybody can see it for what it is and, and draw some lines from here to there to here to there. And what I am enjoying the most is getting through the process of understanding their strengths and weaknesses and assets and all these other, you know, very basic things that people don't take the time to do. Look, looking at their crucible moments, but then laying out the the map, like how are we going to get there? Right. And the ones who are really on it, like pursue it with a, with like just a reckless abandon, right? This is, this is something they're just, grateful to have a partner in it. Um, Because so much of what we do, we do alone. Our personal work, we do alone. We get into a book and we read. And then we don't have anybody to share it with because no one's read it with us or it requires vulnerability. And I don't want to tell you about the fact that my, you know, whatever, that I'm, you know, not happy in my marriage or that my kid has, you know, autism. And so it requires this whatever kind of stuff at home. And so because things get really personal and they impact our professional, coaching is really helpful um, because it provides a safe space to be able to explore everything about you and get you to the next level. Yep.
2: That's that's sweet. I was kind of trying to think about what was Mike Jones phone number? Because you're like, people are just calling me and I was gonna say, well, if you have like a memorable phone number,
1: um, I don't shout it out. Like, know? what was Jones? 99999999. Nine, nine,
0: nine, 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 nine. No, was that? no something That's the eight, attorney off
1: 888.
0: Mike Jones yeah, is something something eight zero four.
1: I don't think I'm gonna put my number out, but people can go to the website and it's just, yep. just aberhart.com. It's very simple, but it's just with one on us. That's the key. Come on.
0: Um, so sweet. Okay, cool. Well, I'll try to keep us moving towards the close here in the next
2: few minutes. Um, awesome. And, uh, you know, one thing is uh, I guess like vulnerability is such a huge thing. Is there something that's sort of an example that where you've you know, been vulnerable or some experience share that you shared with others that you think? Is is meaningful um, now. I mean, obviously, now it's sort of a time when we're all having kind of issues, but uh, is there, do you have an experience share around vulnerability?
1: Oh man, Uh, you're asking the wrong one. I am like an open book. I I really am an open book. I would tell you things that people would be uncomfortable hearing on this podcast. So, and you probably like tell me you want to hear it all. Absolutely. yeah I mean one, my vulnerability i I don't know I mean a vulnerability story this is a good question um that I would want to share with listeners that's helpful you know I think as a- so I haven't talked a lot about being a parent, but I'm a parent to a seventeen year old and he's in the next room sleeping still because that's what they do um, oh. and i there is a point where you need to um, as a parent, you need to relinquish the reins, right? We all know this, but then there's also the same point where you need to learn from your kids. And, um, and parents will say, I learn from my kids all the time and they're two and three and four. I'm talking about when they are mindful (laughs) and they're like, they're almost to be an adult and they're talking to you about who you are and what you're about. Um, I have now started asking my son questions about how he sees me and how he sees me as a parent. And does he believe in me in building this business? and um you know I'm working on I'd gained all this weight over pandemic COVID. does, and he was just he was telling me like what he's seen over the years, how I will start something and and like not finish it, like when it comes to my health and wellness work. And so listening to him is he sees me better than anybody else, and he was like, "Mom." You're on it this week. He's like, your key is consistency, right? Like you have got to be consistent. And so yesterday, I was like, I just want. I was so mad. I hadn't lost like a pound. I hadn't lost anything. I was the same amount I was like two days in a row, and I was so discouraged. And he was like, see, he goes, I knew this was gonna happen. He was like, the minute you don't see success, you start to revert back. And and I just had to listen to him because he's absolutely right. And so. I don't know. I think it's about dropping the ego and it can, you know, lessons come from every place. And I just happen, this kid lives with me. So I, I get some of my best lessons from my own son. So I don't know. Spouses, family, pay attention to it.
2: That's like really crazy deep. And it's like sort of just touching me like a very weird way, which also sounds weird and <laughs> uncomfortable. So I think we're also at the same <laughs> <laughs> same touching wavelength. But <laughs> yeah, because my oldest is is nine. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's, but he's kind of, we had the same thing. Well, also I had the same problem with fitness goals and COVID goals too. Yeah. Like We were crushing it up through March 13th, <laughs> like losing weight, healthy. Yeah. I mean, we were eating, clean eating, like doing whole 30 I think really weren't weren't, we weren't drinking. I think we had a couple weekends off, like in March or like Valentine's Day, but basically on the wagon. Now, like my wine collection is depleted down to like one bottle left, Um, (laughs) and that was all through the end of April too. And like takeout, we were like pretending we needed to like protect our food supplies. It was so stupid, (laughs) and I got my I talked myself into like I need to work at night because I'll be with the kids are so distracting I like made so many freaking excuses for myself Mm -hmm. and it was just a vicious cycle and it quickly gave back all the gains we made for the first part of the year and that was that has this like crazy bad psychological effect where you're like I just fucked that up so hard and like failed and like we've got to pull ourselves out of it and somehow, and I say we like my wife's a part of this. She's not. She's like totally in moderation <laughs> and in shape and doesn't like do this yo-yo weight and shit. Like, yeah. I'm just like, oh. Uh, so, I was almost late to this because I was riding the Peloton. This is actually the first time I was joking that it's actually become cool to be like, hey, I've got a Peloton. Because, I've had a you know, Peloton. Fitness and <laughs> fitness classes are typically female-led, and you know more females are participating in group fitness and all the ads are like you know attractive like men and women but mostly women doing the peloton they're all fit but now it's like everyone's at home so like i've got a peloton like all these guys like golfers athletes and
1: yeah are riding away riding riding the swiss alps yeah
2: that's right i've got a peloton (laughs) it's an announcement but yeah that was but i remember we were outside and i was like man i'm trying to like get it's, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out where they are in their lives. Like, can you, like, follow orders, like, give you structure, or can you listen to me as a grown-up, not dad, because obviously that sort of sucks and kind of conflates things if I'm trying to, like, be like, hey, go do this task. Uh, so that's been a hard adjustment. But I was like, man, run these, like, drills or sprints. He's like, you need to run them. I was like, well, I'm out of shape. It's like, that's why you need to run them. I was like, uh.
1: Okay. Uh, hold
2: up. But I'm on rehab, yeah. though, right? I'm going to pull my hamstring. <laughs> but
1: wait, but wait, on that but wait, There's drill. more. I know. It's just like, yeah,
2: so that, that stinks, but thanks for that share. What are you excited about? I guess kind of for the next, I don't know, name your time increment months, years and beyond.
1: Yeah. I, um, I'm excited about launching this business. I'm I'm really excited about getting into the data science behind it seeing what works and what's resonating with people. I'm going to nerd out on that a little bit, which, so that's kind of fun. Um, I'm, thrilled that my son is getting ready to go to college. He's going to Morehouse in the fall. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to take on a new parenting role and run down to Atlanta and watch him play football. Like I'm thrilled about that. Um, I'm anxious a little bit about what it all means and is he going to be able to go to school? I think he is, but you know, it's still things are so much up in the air. Um, but you know, he's starting a new chapter, so that'll be fun. And then, you know, I also had a friend who said you you build so much of your story around your kids or around chapters of your life. And so, like, I feel like this chapter is closing. Like, it's not like I'm doing all this for Trey, doing all this for my son. Well, my son's getting ready to go to college. So now what are you doing it for? So, like, redesigning, like, my motivators around what is it, what am I driving for? And some of it's still unknown. I'm not really sure. But I'm excited about figuring that all out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Are you doing? What's your big kind of community thought process or push now? Are there things that sort of our area's mm-hmm. needs that you're impacting, or are you just going to focus on impacting them through the work that you're doing uh,
1: for your business? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. It's probably the most provocative one you've asked, and you didn't even really know it. <laughs> um, for our listeners, I typically sit on four—not um, four—I typically sit on six to seven boards at a time. Um, I've stepped off every board that I'm on, um, which is challenging for me because I love the work that I do. If I'm on a board, I'm all in. So I've stepped off all my boards. I've been asked to run for uh, elected office on a couple of different occasions and I've declined them. Um, And it's weird, it's weird for me, but remember about this idea about being uncommon? I've got to live that, I've got to live that out. And so for me right now, it's about building this business. And helping people along the way to, to what you said with the end game to be able to circle back to my community in a more empowered, uh, powerful and impactful way. And, you know, you can be the in the weeds and on the ground and worker be, worker be, worker be, but there's also another space that you can live in and impact your community maybe more profoundly and at an exponential level. I don't know what all that means. It could be drawing attention to Durham and the the stuff that's going on in our communities on a national platform and being able to be the person who provides that message. Maybe it's starting a foundation and, and helping to think about how to inspire existing leadership within communities. Right. Um, Because I, we believe, we don't believe in charity around here. We believe in justice, social justice. Right. So that's a whole nother podcast, but there's, there's a whole level of thinking that is sort of taking me out of this, service, board service, and, you know, whatever, and, and sort of going up a notch and thinking about what would it look like if you had a level of influence, um, and resources to support your community at a new, at a new level. So, it's tough though, because I've lived there for a long time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I have, I want to talk for like hours, but we always do this because it's like, how are you doing all that? and how do i i mean how are you even like gearing yourself up to like have the energy to like make such an impact and be so important and so impactful on all these different organizations and run your own life and run your own you know whatever your personal life and run your own you know businesses and roles in leadership groups and and all that you know crazy shit so it's that's, that's like very impressive i mean that's super impressive but like I, I'm just want to piggyback off what you said, because you're like, uh, now you're saying no. And you're saying like, Hey, cause it is easy. And I'd almost say, you know, ah, I don't even know how to say this without sounding shitty, but it's almost easy to like really get dragged down and have like, m- m- be too like mid-level and like mid-level people then just say yes. So like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Cause everybody wants the help and everybody needs the help yeah. or needs assistance or needs expertise. Like, or everyone could use it. They don't need it, but they would love it. And like, they would, truly benefit from your your help but you 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 or universal you or someone like you in that situation like at some point can't just help everybody the best thing you can do is help yourself and if you help yourself then yeah you can level up and get you know not incrementally more like all you're doing is giving this many hours and this many hours but instead of incrementally more service you can get exponentially more by focusing on yourself first
1: yeah um which is, you said it well. That's it. Yeah, damn,
2: that's crazy. And I, my, I, my shit's the same way. I never maybe was so thoughtful about it as I was in that last five seconds, but mm. it just kind of toggles up it's and good. down. Like I have free time, I'm gonna help, you know, like then I'm busy, I'm just playing right. like, stiff on it. I
1: can't, yep.
2: You know, yeah, because I can't, I got, uh, I'm already doing enough and, and maybe too much. And if it's at my own detriment or the detriment of employees that I'm employing or, you know, other people in the community that benefit from the fact that we're, Doing what we do, I, I I feel justified in saying kind of no when it makes sense. But I do want to work together with you and other leaders. We all should be. I mean, there is still sort of like the, kind of like stronger together. I fuck that. That's a hashtag. I don't care. But I don't mean that. I mean like, you know, we've always talked about how do we get just our our people, our influencers, our leaders in this community, and this could be a model for any community. Just communicate on a more regular basis in a form that makes sense for us, right? We're kind of on the, just, we're like blends of sort of community people, but we're not public servants. We're kind of entrepreneurs or or businessy types. And we really have no agenda other than like making it the best place it can be in a way that is suitable for, you know, future future growth and prosperity and and inclusivity. Yeah, and
1: it shouldn't be this versus that. Yeah, it shouldn't be like community work versus entrepreneurship and economic development. It's a, it is totally, everything works together, right? So as we're worrying about affordable housing, we should be thinking about, um, we should be thinking about pay. We should be thinking about jobs. We should be thinking about small business because if you want, you know, so again, this goes off on a tangent, but The simplified version of affordable housing is you either make more affordable housing or you pay people more. And the last I checked, nobody's trying to like, you know, um, you know, gobble up all this land and create affordable housing. I mean, it's the the huge. It's a big debate. So maybe it's on the other side. Maybe it's you pay people more. Well, in that case, then we do have to talk about a living wage, and then we do have to talk about having more jobs that pay a living wage, which means we have to. Really support our small businesses and our startups so that they can create a robust economy. To help with that, that push on this affordable housing um, issue, and you know we can t- we can take this all the way down. Every issue you can think of, think of the business community matters, and the the thought leadership within the business community matters because they're running successful businesses, and so economies, you know, healthy economies need strong thoughtful leadership that is, and successful leadership to think about their social justice issues, um, and maybe innovate and do things differently. Um, yep. because we should be able to solve our problems. We created them. That's right. We should be yeah. able to solve them.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, that's, you know, even when you're talking about the affordable housing, going down to like trainer training, you know, education, training, retraining, yeah, which is kind of where we've plugged in at times with yeah. like software development and coding and code schools and, and curriculums maybe for at the high school level or community college level. But I, one of these times, this the same issue came into conflict. Was one I think we were talking once like years ago, where it's like, which charity do you get involved with, or which group that is like, like this, like this YMCA, this is Habitat, this, is other things. this other thing, this other thing. It's like ah, like I'm just, I don't. I mean, I want yeah, we all want to help all, but if we just split our time too much, we can help no one. Um, so it'd be great to. I don't know, like yeah, it'd be great to have some group where we organize around these thoughts. Cause you know, kind of if you get the right group and it's in sort of like a, you know, where all ideas are fair and it's a safe place, then like, you know, you do have to push, push both, push all the buttons.
1: You're right. I have to get on a call. I was supposed to be on it five minutes ago. But we'll, we'll figure it Yeah, out. yeah, we can do that. We can definitely yep. do that. Sorry, my friend. Okay, no, bye. You're I was great. enjoying this. Okay. Yes, me too. Bye. All right, thank you.
0: Be sure to check us out at www.nextmattersmost.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Next Matters Most, where we engage our growing entrepreneurial community and share additional insights and resources. Thank you for listening and have a great day.